And we're back. Welcome back to Utter Descent. I'm your host, Brian, and with me this time, I finally have Kevin. Hey, I don't even know if anyone remembers me anymore. <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't think so. It's been it's been far too long. This is episode 17 of Utter Descent, and this week we're going to talk about Fallout 1, um, as well as some more coverage of E3, though at this point it is fairly late, but luckily most of the games won't be released for another year or more. So we'll get some uh, opinion from the other side of the fence on the whole does Nintendo suck, yes or yes mm. opinion. Mm. I'm sure it will be quite valued opinion. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to shit all over it, but that doesn't mean anything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know. So, yep, so... Before we get into talking about Fallout and why it's taken so fucking long to get here, uh, let's let's talk about some E3 games. Um, last time, Eric and I were you know pretty excited about some of the games that were coming out. You know, Halo Infinite, the new Star Wars game. There were also some games that we were really wishing they'd stop making, like Mario games and uh, other games that I want to be excited about. But I feel like I've seen the story play out before and have been very, very disappointed. Um, was there any of those kind of feelings from from your E three adventures? Um, disappointment, um, rage, rage. <laughs> so, yeah. So first, the the first thing which might be surprising was was the new Star Wars game. I don't know. Honestly, the trailer looked kind of meh. Even like the gameplay, it just looked it looked pretty generic to me. I was like, you just your third person dude running around. Doing your wall runs, jumping on things, hacking and slashing. I don't know. It didn't. There wasn't anything that was like, "Whoa, this is a crazy cool Star Wars game." It was just like, "Yeah, this is another third-person corridor slasher type thing." I don't know. It looked Whoa. like the graphics looked amazing, but like, Whoa. I don't know. The gameplay just didn't. It just seemed pretty boring to me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa. yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Are you saying just another Star Wars corridor running around game, or just another corridor running around game? period no it's in general in general oh, okay well that's because if you were going to say that they haven't made or they've made too many of these games in the star wars universe i was going to take yeah uh, no, offense no. <laughs> to that because the only ones that they've made that resemble this are garbage so i'd like it if they would finally make it right yeah <laughs> you know those those old games were good um I don't no, know. i'm talking about force unleashed oh force unleashed. those two oh. games were god awful i was talking about farther back Oh like yeah, the old no, like Jedi Academy games. was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, those were great. Definitely not the Force Unleashed era. I mean, if if there's people waiting for a good Star Wars game, like they've been waiting a long time, then you know, I, I guess this it could turn out pretty good. I'm just like, I was approaching it like I was looking for something cool and new because there was all these rumors about you know studios making Star Wars games and then they were getting canceled and there were all these cool concepts flying around and and then it, then this came out and I was like, oh okay, it's just a uh, you just run around and you just hit things with your lightsaber. I don't know. I was expecting like a, uh, a cooler, cooler premise, I guess. I don't know. See, I was totally on the opposite side of that when I was talking with Eric, but I think we were just jerking each other off because <laughs> now you're saying this. And I'm like, uh, he's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not wrong. Um, although I think the one thing they could save it with is if they, and Eric and I were talking about this, if they would take this game and not just make it a linear corridor run and kind of like do a blend of Knights Old Republic and um, Force Unleashed, if they were to do something like that, kind of open it up, let you make some choices, not just be led by 
a string down, you know, a single storyline path lets you decide whether you want to be good or evil, have actual interactions with people and talk to them. I think that could make it a very good game. I don't think that that's what they're doing, though. I think they're just making The Force Unleashed with better voice acting. Yeah, better better cutscenes, better voice acting. It's it's kind of annoying to see like all, all the money sunk into this stuff that like at, at the end of the day, it looks kind of nice, but nobody cares about it. People want they want the gameplay, they want the cool levels, not to see like crazy detailed motion captures on its face. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still willing to be excited because it really depends on where the story ends up going. Because if it's another bland adventure of McBlandy Pants, then yeah, I don't really want to watch that. But yeah. if they take it in a new spin, like some of the new Star Wars movies they've been coming out with where they focus on something outside of you know just the main characters it could be cool yeah it's got a lot of potential just from that from that initial gameplay i was like and there's, not, there's nothing that exciting about it to me but we'll see we'll see they could have some other stuff up their sleeve although this that was their moment to shine so. yeah that's true that's the moment for <laughs> unveiling the sleeves here's yeah. my ace up my sleeve oh i put it to again yeah fuck <laughs> Well, you have anything else to ruin? Oh, for ruining, um, I don't know. Everything else, everything else seemed pretty good. I mean, Outworlds and Borderlands Three looked looked pretty nice, despite Borderlands B three on the uh, stupid Epic Store. So I'm just gonna have to wait to get my hands on that. Um, I mean, I would put Borderlands Three right in the pile of. Can you guys stop just remaking the same game, please? Yeah, Borderlands Two was was the peak there, and they just kept. I don't even. What? No, 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 no. I, uh, no, no. I, I've never finished Borderlands 2. I've never done it, and that, to me, speaks volumes of its quality. I don't know. I went back, so I was playing Borderlands 2, and then I was went back I've, and I was like, oh, let me let me fill in some Borderlands 1 expansions, because I never beat those. And I was just like, holy crap, like, it was just so much more clunkier, and the interface and everything. I don't know, I think they, I think it was a good sequel. It had its story... I mean, some more story than just like your four random people trying to find a vault. Um, so it was, I, th- I think that was good. They're going to have to pull out something pretty unique to, which is not just more guns. Because I think that's probably what that's what they're more, advertising. Yeah, billions of guns. Yeah, they're just like, oh my God, we made the guns so much cooler. It's like, that's not really going to get me to want to play this game. I have yeah. 86 hours, Kevin, in Borderlands 2, and I still have not beaten that game. Well, I don't know what you're doing in it then. <laughs> I don't know either. I I think my problem is that I don't think Borderlands 1 was very... I Like, I totally agree with you. Borderlands 2 was an improvement over the initial one. They got rid of the clunky, like, uh, inventory system. They fixed a lot of my complaints with, well, not annoying characters, but it was in general an improvement over the first one. They They made some better characters that you could play as. But I think what it did was it just highlighted how boring the game is and how repetitive it is. And all it did was make me go, this actually as a whole isn't really that good of a game. Like, it it wasn't that interesting. There was nothing really to keep pushing me forward. It was more like, I'm going to come in here, I'm going to shoot some guys in the face, and when I get bored of doing that, I'm going to stop playing because there's really nothing else getting me to move along here. Yeah, I will say the main gameplay loop can be pretty grindy. Um, it's really the style is what it has going for it and supposed to keep you keep you in the game but 
I think after I played those two and then like the pre-sequel one and yeah, New Borderlands is cool, but I'm just like, damn, like it's, it's like, it's the same grind just over and over again. Right. I feel like it's verging on that, like World of Warcraft team fortress kind of a grind where you can't really explain why you like it, but you keep doing it anyway. Yeah. Just want to see those numbers pop off people. <laughs> Gotta get those new weapons <laughs> at the slots. Gotta get those yeah. higher numbers so that I can get more numbers coming off the higher numbered enemies who will then give me higher numbered weapons. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And this one's purple, so that means it's better. I mean, really, they're just distilling down every single RPG. You're just getting numbers to get more numbers. Yeah, but they missed the numbers. most important part of the RPG, which is giving me something interesting to follow so I have a reason to keep playing. Yeah. I wouldn't number supposed- myself to death in Skyrim if there wasn't a story I was following. It's supposed to be more numbers. You're just supposed to want the numbers. That's why I've never played World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now one of these days we'll have to do Borderlands 2 because it'll make me fucking finish that game finally. And I think it'd be a good argument just because I really do think you give that story far too much credit, especially in the humor department. I mean, it was coming from nothing, so it's kind of like, <laughs> it's better than nothing. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of better than nothing, you want to talk about Nintendo? Uh, Yeah, so objectively the best um, presentations <laughs> at E3, leading off with Animal Crossing. I mean, how can you not be excited about that game? And can um, I kill my neighbors? It's just, um, If anything, there's a lot more like sadistic ways to, to kill them, like surrounding them with rocks or pits or pushing them into, uh, into holes in the ground. Um, so technically, yes, but... Or actually, technically no, but it, it depends on your definition there. Yeah, still not interested. Yeah. <laughs> nope. But you can put stuff outside. You can put furniture outside. <sighs> it's freaking crazy. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm actually like not that super excited about that. But I mean, I had so many good memories of Animal Crossing. I know. Ugh. I watched you and Mark play it for every day for months. It was disturbing. Uh, nostalgia. I mean, I haven't played Animal Crossing in like 10 years. So, do I have the time to play it as dedicated as I did? No. Well, am I going to buy it and play it for probably 10 hours? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I It seemed like it was a repetitive amount of time. It wasn't like you guys would put eight hours in every day. It was like every day you'd log on, play for 30 minutes to an hour, and then put it back down. Yeah, and You it's just like, did it for a year. Yeah, it's like before... Before all the mobile games came out, where you had to log in every day and get your do your tasks, like that was that was the game. You log in fifteen minutes, you pick some weeds, you go sell some stuff, you know, talk to your neighbors, get some money, pay off your mortgage, fish, then you're done. There's nothing else to do. It was kind of nice. I, I just <laughs> I was imagining I just your can't. face right now. You're just like I just Ugh. yeah. And the worst part is you're gonna make me play that game. I you just know, can't. Maybe, maybe. Well, maybe not that particular one. I mean, one of them, because you look me in the eyes and tell me that they're different, Kevin. Uh, look into my eyes. <laughs> tell me they're different. It's like how the Borderlands are different, okay? Nope, nope, you lose. Is it, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll play any of them and I'm getting the experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the most part. For the most part. It's on a DS. You could get the DS one. You're already, you're already set. It's a money thing. I don't want to fucking spend money on this game, period. I'd rather just get my, my sister's copy of it. It's probably like $5. On the oh, DS no, it's not. Point. It's a Nintendo game. Nintendo games never go down in, in value. You know that. Yeah. 
Sorry, in price, not value. Thank you for that correction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me see. How much much is Wild World right now? That was the uh, $10 from Walmart. It is like a 15-year-old game, though. So that's not bad. (laughs) I mean, I was expecting it to be 30, so it's not that bad. Yeah. It's still more than I'll spend on a Steam game that I want, though, so there's that. Yeah, it's got to be about under three, 347, I think is... Yeah, that's, that's about right. That's, yeah, that's just under, like, the 66% off. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. That's pretty much where it needs to be for me to go, all right, fine. Yeah, yeah. So then you got... I mean, there's Animal Crossing, but, you know, it doesn't stop there. You got, you know, the next, next Zelda game... You know, following up on the best Zelda game of all time. Then you got, you know, Luigi's Mansion 3, you know, something no one was asking for, but here it is. And yeah. Luigi's Mansion is pretty awesome. Maybe there's a reason no one was asking for it, Kevin. No. No, it's great. Because yeah. it's, cause it's, so it's, it's with Nintendo. It's a big Nintendo fan. Like, you know the Marios are coming. You know the Zeldas are coming. You don't know about, like, the second tier of, like, franchises. It's like, you know, the... Uh, Hell, even Metroid at this point, you don't even know what's coming. Like F Zero, like that's been F Zero game in like I don't even know how many years, and then they just pop one out. It's like holy crap, they're they're making another one. Yeah, it's but exciting. the last time that they popped out a Metroid game, wasn't it garbage? Yeah, so they've been they've been uh, popping out some some weird ones lately, but they're going back yeah. to the roots. You can't just admit that it was garbage. You have to change the word to weird. You can't admit that it was not what everyone wanted and that it was shit and they shouldn't have done it. Alright, there was definitely one on the DS that was like that was pretty trash. It was like a multiplayer one. Yeah. That was yeah, no, that is some garbage. Alright. Alright. Yeah. Uh, I got him to say it. Uh, <laughs> Alright, I quit the podcast. I quit. You're just gonna take <laughs> so that, I needed. take that uh, uh little tidbit uh, and just edit it after every time we say Nintendo. Oh Kevin's, that'd be great. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to modulate your voice so it's really enhanced. <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in Luigi's Mansion? Like, I've, I've only ever seen random YouTube videos about it where you're just, like, walking around, picking your nose, a thing shakes, Luigi shits his pants, and then you play Ghostbusters. Like, is that really all it is? So here's the thing about that. So I've never played Luigi's Mansion but I will, why are you excited I will hype about it? the crap out of it. Because <laughs> that's what you do, Brian. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love how much I need a screaming you. pillow. <laughs> Actually, I have this foam wall behind me. Just let me bury my face in it there for you, a minute. There you go. Back. That should be pretty effective. Yeah. I mean, I can only assume you go around, you find ghosts. There's different rooms in this house. You have different <laughs> puzzles. And you keep trying to fight the ghosts, solve puzzles. Unlock new areas, and then there's like boss ghosts. It's kind of almost like Dead Rising or something, where you just have this open world. You're fighting little enemies, and then you have like this crazy stylized boss, and you gotta take them down. And then you just basically just keep doing that until you beat the game. I assume. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> yeah. One day I'll have to play Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> I hope you play it, and it's just the worst. You're just like, oh no. I spent so many years thinking this was going to be a little gem that I was going to play one day, and it's so not. That gem was just the shine of a nicely polished turd. 
<laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> You're just never going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What about the Pokemon game? Because I know you're not a Pokemon fan. Yeah, I don't really give a crap about Pokemon, so I'm just going to... Oh, so this works for Luigi's Mansion, but you can't do it for Pokemon? (laughs) Pokemon, I just, I never played it when I was a kid, and so I kind of have this, like, deep down, like, somewhat resentment of it, because, like, I refuse to, like, actually be excited or play it. Like, Like, it's so far, I'm like, I'm 20 years behind on the Pokemon lore and all this crap, where it's like... Yeah, I don't care about it at all. Like, it is so far past. Like, I don't think I can just jump in and be like, "Oh yeah, all freaking eight hundred random Pokemon." Yeah, yeah, I know what all those are. Like, it, no, that that's just one franchise where I'm just like, people can go metagame the crap out of those things. I I could not care less. I mean, and this is the funny thing is that this is the literally I'm looking at the list of what they announced. This is the only game that I have even a smidgen of interest (laughs) everything else i'm just like and another and another and another and another and another are you fucking kidding me but i'm interested in the pokemon game because it's actually going to be in like 3d and they're gonna let you like i guess some of the previous ones have been pseudo 3d sometimes kind of but they actually let you like see the pokemon wandering around in the wild as if it was like real life which I find very interesting. That sounds like something that's different enough that it might actually make the game a little bit more fun. Um, that being said, I always hit the same point in any Pokemon game that I play where I just start picking up new ones because they look cool, and then I spend all my time leveling them up, and then I get to the point where I have a level 2000 whatever the fucking thing they gave me to start with was, and even the stuff that it's weak against, it's stomping into the ground with no problem at all. Yeah. And I just get bored and, and I quit. Because I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. There's no challenge. I'm going to go do something else. And yeah. I know I do it to myself. That's not the game's fault. I mean, it's the game's fault for having fucking 5,000 Pokemon. But it's not the game's fault that I don't know how to play the game right. Yeah. And like, yeah, for me, it just combines all like the elements of things that I don't like about games. I mean, it combines but the turn... Like- but you like turn-based combat. Eh, not the turn-based battle combat where it's just like, oh, I got all my moves. I got like 50 different potions, all these like stats and effects and buffs. And you're like, fight. Like, it's the JRPG, like turn-based. I, I hate that so much. Turn-based combat by itself can be fun, like in Advanced Wars or like Civilization. But when, it, when it's down to like one-on-one, like turn-based, I'm just, I don't know. The Final Fantasy thing, I was never, never into that. And then I was like, oh, Pokemon. I'm like, oh, that's what it is? I was like, no, no, I'm not playing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's when the game combines yeah, turn-based combat, the JRPG thing where you're just walking around towns, talking to NPCs for a ton of the time, managing inventory. Just like, no, that's just describes the most boring game to me. But Animal Crossing isn't? But Animal Crossing is great. I mean, you got to go out and you got you to plant flowers. And you gotta you know, go shake some trees and get some fruit, and you sell it, and you know you, you make an income. And <laughs> uh, whatever, it's not, whatever, it's, Kevin. It's not turn based. It's not turn based. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> the cadence of Hyrule looks yeah. Awesome. The the Necro Dancer remake. Yeah. I I never played Necro Dancer. I think I actually do own it, but I've never played it, so I'm. I'm going to stay out of any kind of an opinion on that and try not just have knee-jerk 
fuck you Zelda reaction. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to plug it real quick because <laughs> Necrodancer is freaking awesome, which it's actually incredibly hard. Like, I haven't even beaten the second level, um, but it's a ton of fun. And I love it that it has this crossover with Zelda now because it was announced. I mean, Necrodancer is like this really niche indie game. It's like combining music with dungeon crawler and like rhythm and beats. And it's like nobody freaking has heard of it. And they're all like, oh, it's got Zelda. Oh, I'm going to play this game because it's got Zelda. And then they play it and they're like, what the crap is this game? It's so freaking hard. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm just like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, so it's hilarious how these people have like no idea what to expect. They just go in because of Zelda and they're just like, wait, I bought the game for Zelda and it's not Zelda. And then they just like return the game. There's so many like negative reviews on like the Nintendo site or on, uh, I was on Reddit looking at the, the form. They're just like, this game is such crap. I'm just like, oh, you stupid fans coming in here. Get out of my indie games. Oh my God. This is, this makes me feel weird. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> because you're sitting here being a Nintendo fanboy, shitting on Nintendo fanboys because you're an indie fanboy. Right. This is some it's nesting like, doll shit. It's like your worst nightmare. <laughs> I would just love to, like, one of these days you're going to come to my place and you're going to have one of those, like, crime scene investigators from a bad cop show, like, map with yarn tied to it. And it's going to be me trying to plot out your and Mark's, like, cognitive dissonance and, like, the levels (laughs) of unreality that your brain has to be working on to be able to, I love Nintendo, but I don't like this, but I love indie games, so therefore, mental gymnastics, dude. I do not understand how you You, do this. You can't. You can't reason that. You've been trying for years, Brian. You can't. You can't do it. Yeah. Everyone fucking hates <laughs> Nintendo. You know it. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's an idiot except for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the one I wanted to point out is there's another Super Mario Maker. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why the fuck do they need to make a build your own Mario game? two what the fuck could they have left out of the first one um you know i guess they just want to like patch in some more features so they just decide to sell it as another 60 dollars what that's my guess i no i'm just kidding i have what? no idea i don't care about super mario maker <laughs> either i think it's kind of interesting but i would probably never actually buy it so yeah i was kind of taken aback too i was like oh another one of these things okay <laughs> I, I just I just don't get it. I just don't fucking get it. Because cause when EA does this shit and sells you a game with like seven layers of DLC to it or puts out an update that they decide to just resell as another version of the game or whatever the fuck, everyone's like, EA, you suck, boo. And then Nintendo does it and everyone's like, oh, please, more of your cock in my mouth, Nintendo. Oh my what God. the fuck? <laughs> Why? Why can't we all just agree as a community of gamers that when companies do this, they're being douchebags and we should not buy it? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm sure there's different features and things with it, but I'm not really sure why they needed to make a new one because essentially it's just it's supposed to be like a tool you know, for designing levels. And usually you don't really see software like, I mean, maybe you do. I don't know if you're like Photoshop 2, pay us more money again for the same thing. But with slightly more features. I mean, I guess they do do that, actually. But Yeah, but then again, they're not Nintendo, and they don't have other gaming franchises 
inversions of their gaming franchises and subversions of their gaming franchises that they're making money off of. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see if they make a third one because then that would be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's three, what becomes three ridiculous. That, that's, yeah, that's, you're allowed <laughs> one sequel, but any more than that. <laughs> Good God. Is there any other Nintendo game you want to talk about or is we good? No, I think that's that's good. Well, there is there's Link's Awakening, the new one coming out, which is that just very a re-release. Cool. It is, but except everything looks like tiny little dolls. Which don't get me wrong, it looks beautiful, but yeah, I'm not I'm not dropping I don't know whatever fifty sixty bucks to go buy a game on the on the Game Boy that I beat like ten years ago. So yeah, no, I'm, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, and that game took me a long time to beat, like. It took me years. I kept getting stuck. Like, it was so frustrating. There was, like, oh, my God. I tried. I restarted it so many times. So I just had, like, a, a history with this game where I'm like, no, no more of this damn game. I beat it, and I was so happy, and I never want to play this again. It's actually really weird with Zelda games. Like, to me, they have zero replay value because the puzzles in them and some of the grind is just so, like, annoying. And I just want to get to the cool parts. And I'm like, I gotta do this freaking temple again. I'm like, no, you know what? Screw this. I'm just gonna stop playing it again. <laughs> I've never been able to beat a Zelda game twice. It's just, it's impossible. I think Wind Waker was the only one, maybe, but I think I got to like the second temple, and I was like, nope, I am not doing this crap again. <laughs> it's because they gave you the grappling hook third instead of second, and that just really rubbed you wrong. You're like, I can't do this. <laughs> well, they always make you go through the hard part, and then you get the item to make everything easier. And I'm like, but I don't want to do the hard part. I just want to, I just want to be good and go around and explore and do all the cool, hit all the cool points. And no, can never play it again. I don't know. I, I've played a couple, as you know. Um, I find it very interesting because whenever people talk about Zelda games, they always talk about how hard they are. And the first one I played was the first Zelda, just because I was like, I, I do this with games. I'm going to play the first one. You got to start at the beginning. And yeah. I was like. Yeah, this is, but this isn't hard. This is just obtuse. This is like we're trying to get you to call our toll number on the back of the box <laughs> to ask for help. Kind of stupid bullshit. Or, yeah, you are going to have to walk around and smack every single piece of wall until one of them opens. You have nothing better to do. Do it. So yeah. I was like, okay, I could see how this would be hard. And then I played, um, which one was it? Um, it wasn't Majora's Mask, it was the other one Ocarina on, of on the N64. Yeah. Yeah. I played that and I had no problem at all. Yeah, that none, one was not very hard. None of it was challenging. And I remember grinding Mark on that for a little bit and it basically came down to, yes, Mark, I am telling you that I'm smarter than you were when you were six. That's not the point. <laughs> I'm telling you your nostalgia of this game is false. It's not a hard game. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's just that water temple level that people get all worked up about. And, like, I beat it the first time, no problem. And yeah, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is like, that what hard. Is, what is going on? You just check the next room, dude. Yeah. I think a lot of the difficulty yeah, just comes from, like, the puzzles and, like, where to go next and, like, hidden hidden crap. I think the combat is usually, like, never, never a big issue. Some of the bosses might be kind of difficult, but, like, Wind Waker was, like, notoriously easy. Where when they re-released it, they actually made a hard mode for it, so you can actually like feel difficulty. <laughs> it's it's only game series within Nintendo that I have any interest in going and playing. So, well, there we go. Yeah, 
We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, outside of the Nintendo games, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, cough. Um, <laughs> what about the new Halo game? I'm. Do you even have an X-Bone? I think you do, I do. Right? I do. Do you intend to buy that? I don't even... I literally haven't seen anything about it. I didn't pay attention to like anything coming out. I actually... <laughs> I read more about the flight, the new flight simulator than I did about any of the uh, other Microsoft games. Uh, okay, so let me just walk you through the cinematic that they gave at E3, because that's all it was. Um, they didn't show any gameplay, as far as I know. It starts with some alarm blaring, some guy bumping around inside of a pelican... And then you listen to him watching an audio hologram recording of his wife talking to his daughter. And this is like two minutes in and you're you're looking at your watch and going, hold on, I'm watching a Halo trailer, right? Like, who the fuck is this dude with his kid and his, his wife? What What's happening? Mm. And then, oh, nearby object detected, collision. And he goes to the front and he bumps in the Master Chief floating around in space. And I had to go change my pants real quick. And then after <laughs> I came back and finished watching the video, it's the most absurd thing ever. He literally gets Master Chief in the Pelican somehow, boots him back up, like quite literally plugs him into the wall and jump starts him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's like, I, I forget what he said. He's like, oh my God, it's you, Master Chief. Oh, I'm such a fanboy. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Some other bullshit. He looks outside the window and there's the halo ring and... Chief turns around, opens the door, and jumps out the back. <laughs> wow. It's fucking wow. ridiculous. It was literally just like, it's another Halo game. You're going to buy it. Fuck you. <laughs> Master Chief's just like, I'm here. You all know you're going to buy this freaking game. Peace. I'm jumping out a window. Jump. You don't need a store. You don't need anything. Just look at my face. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> literally. It was such a bad trailer, and yet I'm still super psyched to play another halo game ah ah interesting parallels yes interesting parallels indeed yes. indeed <laughs> i want to know what's going on with cortana and that high like malt like universe expanding internet thing that she's now taking control of i don't even remember the plots to like did whatever play, the most recent ones were did you play five i don't even think i did oh well spoiler <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, as I said, I, I think we were talking about this on the last podcast. And if not, we're going to talk about it here now. We're going to play all of the Halo games all the way through leading up to Halo Infinite coming out. So oh, we'll have gosh. opportunities to refresh our memories on how the whole story went. And that might get me into my rereading the Halo books uh, phase that I go through every now and then. So there's a good <laughs> chance by the time the the next game comes out i might be like tattooing master chief's faceplate on my face oh god <laughs> <laughs> jeez when does it come out uh december of next year oh it's like one game every few months yeah it's in the schedule oh oh sweet it's in the schedule is it, it won't yeah, take yeah. that long because getting through the halo games if you don't play on legendary which i think we're gonna have to not do especially yeah, for halo yeah, 2 for sure like i've proven that i can beat this game countless times i don't need to prove to myself that i can beat it on legendary heroic will be just fine <laughs> yeah yeah it should be no problem but it, they're not very long games when you think about it it's mostly getting through like 
the library in Halo 1, the flood levels in Halo 2 with the Arbiter. There wasn't really any... Uh, some of the flood levels in Halo 3 are pretty... Pretty much any time you have to fight the flood. That's usually when it becomes a bitch and a half to play the game. Yeah. I don't know. Library was actually my most... That was like one of my favorite levels Some for some reason. It's it's fun. It's when you don't know it like the back of your palm. It's it's a very interesting and like kind of scary part to the game. But once you've played it as many times as I have, it's just a chore to get through that area. Yeah. But... Either way, I'm incredibly excited about Halo, so that's going to be the best. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. There was another. There's a couple other games that are coming out that they were. Uh, there's another Gears of War game which Eric and I already shit all over. So unless you have something specific you want to say about that jockstrap of a game, I think we can probably not even not bother mentioning yeah, it anymore. Don't uh, care. Don't care. Good. Uh, what? Oh, Cyberpunk. That was the one. Do you know anything about this game? I know stuff. I know it's going to be like, I don't know, the second coming of Jesus or something like that. <laughs> it's good. <gonna>, yeah. <laughs> right? All I know it's is gonna, it... it's going to deliver world peace. It's going to it's going to solve everyone's problems. That's that's my impression. All I know is it's being hyped to death, but I yeah. I, I like try and find information about what it's going to be and it's like one of those bland descriptions of like, yeah, it's going to be an action RPG. Oh, what does that mean? What, yeah. What are we doing? What is, what's it about? Yeah. I think they're being, they're being pretty vague just to uh, not reveal too much of the stuff, which is cool. I mean, it seems like it's just going to be like a, I don't know, something similar to like a fallout, but cyberpunk ish <laughs> NPCs. You got guns and stuff. So, I don't know, we'll see how it, see how it turns out. So a game made after the early nineties? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like like yeah, you can use cybernetic implants and you're trying to find the one that'll make you eternal, but I just I still can't quite understand if it's like an open world game. Is it a fake it open world game? It might be like not completely open world, but I think you can just walk around. It's probably just gonna be like Deus Ex sort of. You can walk around, you can talk to people, lots of story stuff, and then you can also just like start shooting up people and I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I this is one of the ones that I see the hype train chugging along real hard and I'm I'm seeing a Dante's Inferno or uh No Man's Sky happening real soon. There's high potential for this thing to just go off a cliff I and mean, explode. You can buy it now. Like they're letting you pre-order it now, and I think it's coming out in April or something. Wow. <laughs> that's that's a lot. It's, it's fucking ridiculous is what it is. Like, really? You're this soon we're going to do this? Okay. They know. They know everybody's going to just going to buy it no matter what. So. Well, yeah, if everyone pre-orders it, then they don't have a choice. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. see, it looks cool. Reserving complete judgment. Not getting on the hype train. <laughs> I'm getting on like a car, like kind of driving behind the hype train, not going very fast. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be the person going off the cliff. I'm going to watch it go off the cliff if it does. Gotcha. Um, there's just two more games I wanted to mention before we move on to, to Fallout. One is, did you see there's another Dying Light coming out? Yeah. So that's, I'm I'm pretty excited for that. I, I'm yeah, really hoping that they 
get someone who can write a story to do this one? I might be asking a lot. I think I might be asking a lot. <laughs> that's that's too much. Especially if they stay with the same freaking character, then then you're he... in for another freaking just yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, he wasn't bad. He just the problem with the game was there was all this implied time passing while you were there. So people were like developing relationships with each other behind the scenes, but there was no behind the scenes. It wasn't like they'd teleport you forward two months and now you're living with so-and-so in their apartment. It's just like you, you suddenly have these relationships with people that, okay, if I went and side quested myself to death enough time in the game would have passed that that could have happened, but I haven't come back to the area that you've been glued to. So I haven't talked to you. I don't understand why it seems as if we have this like buddy, buddy relationship here. Yeah. It's one of those, one of those games where they just, they tell you, they don't show you anything. Right. So you come back and everyone's like, Oh no, Oh no, he's dead. And you're like, who, who? like, why do you care? Like, it's just, it's so artificial. He was my brother. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> was that established? I, I don't think I knew that. Oh no, my guy know, knows that. Okay. I think you forgot to tell me the player character, though. Yeah, hopefully they don't do that. I don't, I don't have much hope for the story. I'm, I'm there to punch zombies in the face. Such a good game. I'm telling I'm you, more, man, the game is so much better when you don't jump kick everyone. I was going to say, or or you just jump kick in the face all the time. No, it's so <laughs> much. It's so much better when you don't do that. Mm. It's there was like this whole layer of weapon combat that we never experienced because we were jump kicking everyone so we'll have another game where maybe i can i don't know hack all of your computers so that you're not allowed to unlock that tree <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop mark he's gonna do it anyway he go he doesn't even play with us he's just gonna go off on his own and go do something else anyway so this is true it's fine <laughs> um the other game was uh psychonauts 2 did you ever play the first one I think I own it. Have not, uh, have not played it yet. Ah, uh, I know it's like another crime against humanity. Jesus I know. fucking Christ! You remember, <laughs> you remember Yahtzee did a, a review of that, and he had people put a pen between his fingers and squeeze their fingers together as punishment for not playing the game. Oh, I actually do remember that. Yeah, yeah. You need to go play Psychonauts for fuck's sake. It's a great game. Ah, uh, I know. I'm gonna make. I'm, I'm just. That's gonna be the next game that you have to play. Done. We're just gonna do might. that. I'm All putting right. it in the list. I don't even care if we end up agreeing on it. You have to play Psychonauts. I mean, that's one way to do it. It might even already be installed. I know I had installed it oh, with the intent to play it, and then I just never got around to it. It's so good. It's so good. Well, anyway, they're coming out with another one, which that's pretty is awesome, though. fucking awesome. Yeah. It's been such a long time since the first one came out. I have no idea what they're going to do with it, but I'm incredibly excited. Although it does leave that little bitter taste in the back of my throat. Because I wish they would just come up with a new IP instead of coming up with, oh, we'll just make another one of those things people liked. Yeah, although to be fair, it's double fine, and you cannot say that their That's true. library is based on sequels. Like, this is might be the only sequel. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are the one developer that yeah, should be commended for uh, coming up with all the different different games that they have. It's really impressive. It is very impressive. Yes. So yeah, let's uh let's talk about some Fallout. All right. Um starting off to continue from the episodes you've not been on, Eric would like to talk from the past and say what the actual fuck 
he, he had a lot uh, to say in the last episode about how and the episode before that about how absolutely ridiculous it is that it would take you more than six months to put 10 hours into a fucking video game all right all right six so first, months the game doesn't come with a manual um so you know that that took a while you have me uh, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. All right. There's lots of things going on. Lots of things going on. Work. Traveling everywhere. This game is really freaking annoying. Probably the biggest one. Yeah. Well, so is Bastion. I still beat that. This game crashes all the freaking time. (laughs) (laughs) This is not... Come on. No, this is not excusable, sir. Six months. Six fucking months. I put... It's pretty bad. I put 150 hours or whatever into Here's My Magic in like a month and a half. And how many How many did you put into Fallout? How many? Um, I mean... Did you reach 10? I don't you think probably you reached are, 10. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you did. I'm checking right now. Are you checking? I'm checking. I don't think I you did. I was going to say, I thought you were checking. It's taking a little bit longer than I thought. <laughs> Not if I run the game right now. I can get another 30 seconds on it. Where is there? It is nine point two. <laughs> oh, it was so close. Nine point two. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna excuse it. I'm not gonna excuse it. I mean, it's not like it was due to difficulty with the game, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> but I'm back now, though. You are that's, back. That's now. the important back thing. Now. I'm back in the fold. Back. This, Everything is stabilizing. This, We're all good. It'll just be a dark stain in the past. That or we'll just replace you with yep. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're trying to get him in there. Uh, anyway, I'll I might bring that back up again if you start pissing me off, but I'll try not yeah. to. Um, tell us, Kevin, <laughs> what's Fallout? Do you even remember? Uh, what is <laughs> what is Fallout? Um game about falling um no it's it's a game about falling out of love yeah with a japanese yeah. schoolgirl. different game different game <laughs> i don't play those games a lot of talking um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's a game uh you're surviving the apocalypse and you come out of a vault and it's, it's the post-apocalypse and uh your your main difficulty with this new life is navigating a bunch of menus um, with no instructions in the wasteland while you watch your guy just run very slowly across a giant screen and uh and you kill some things and you just survive and then you don't know what happens at the end because you didn't finish the game that's that's the game <laughs> <laughs> it's a very uh guess and die kind of a kind of a gameplay experience there's no doubt about that yeah so the first thing um i realized which it's kind of true for a lot of the old games that you buy on Steam is that they put all their instructions in the instruction manual in the physical copy and, you know, they don't have those anymore. So you boot up the game and there's freaking nothing telling you anything. Like, there's no tool tips. There's no tutorials, really. There's just, you guys get dropped in there and you're like, figure it out <laughs> with your giant, thick 100-page manual that was conveniently provided in your, your um, physical game case. And I'm like, okay. Hey, hey, Kevin. Yeah. Did you know there was a manual in the Steam folder in your computer? No. 
There's actually two. There's a quick reference card for all the all the keys, and then there's a 121 page manual. Well, I got the page number almost right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, another one of those things. It's like the quick thing all over again. Oh, by the way, it was here the whole time. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, it should have been more freaking apparent than that. Jeez, I don't even know where that was buried. It's I mean, liter- I know I, I, it's literally in under Steamapps.com and Fallout Manual in big capital letters. Okay, nobody nobody goes through the file directory <laughs> to try to figure out how to play a game. Okay, and you're yeah, complaining about not having a manual. And yeah, I, I could have gone online. Like I knew, I suspected you know there's going to be PDF scans of this thing somewhere, but. Honestly, it really didn't click until like the first few hours. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's right. There's supposed to be a paper manual. And then by that time, it was too late. And I was like, you know, screw this. I'm just going to keep going. This is actually a really nice manual. Like they have they have pictures and like. They made them really nice back then. Yeah, there's a guy showering at one point. It's, it's a yeah. nice manual. This may have Little been leather bound at one point. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, so that was a. That was the first thing. So yes, that is that is Fallout. I don't even know how I got on that tangent about the manual, but yes, that is <laughs> that is Fallout. It was, it was difficult. You're surviving the wasteland. You just survive and you just do side quests, and then I guess the game just ends at some point. Well, Steam has something different to say. Oh really? Yeah. Steam says that uh-huh. uh, in Fallout, you've just unearthed the classic post-apocalyptic role-playing game that revitalized the entire CRPG genre. The Fallout special system allows drastically different types of characters, meaningful decisions, and development that puts you in complete control. Explore the devastated ruins of a golden age. I think it wants me to continue. Yeah, then it cuts off there. (laughs) Uh, A golden age of civilization. Talk, sneak, or fight your way past mutants, gangsters, and robotic adversaries. Make the right decisions or you could end up as another fallen hero in the wastelands. Yep. The game definitely uh, shows you that every time you die. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, here, you're this random dead person in the wasteland now. Yeah, here are your bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I totally agree that of aside from maybe Heroes, or sorry, not Heroes, Might and Magic 7, this might be one of the most difficult games I've had, like, trying to figure out how to fuck to play it. Um mm. But I don't think it was it was that hard. I mean, it, there were just keep pushing the buttons on on the screen until something happens. It's not that hard, man. It's like anything else. You just push all the buttons, and when the game breaks from you doing that, now you've known what all the buttons do. Yeah, I mean, but it does have the downside of being this RPG where oh, you press button, and now you just ruin the entire game for the rest of your your character's life. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> good to know that was the grenade button and now i just killed all these npcs but on the other hand you have unlimited saves sure which that took me a while to get used to as well because i got so used to like the thing prompting you to save or auto saving that i had built my entire character i spent like a bunch of time building the character with the stats at the beginning of the game and i walked outside and i died and it was like game over man you didn't save. You gotta go. You gotta redo everything. I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there for a few seconds. I'm like, uh, it didn't I the didn't game save. didn't even bother to save your configuration? It was like, screw you. Not even gonna save the fir- very first part of the game. Like, Look, you get man, nothing. 
back in those days, one of those save files would take up like a tenth of your computer's hard drive. (laughs) So you had to make that decision. That's not a decision Fallout was allowed to make. (laughs) But you would think that they could have just implemented a autosave feature when they made this compatible with Windows 10. (laughs) Like, yeah, or something just yeah like uh you know what you could put a couple auto saves in there we don't have to make them lose 10 hours worth of progress yeah although honestly this game like these games are so old it's probably nobody wants to touch that code anymore they're probably just like i have no idea what this is doing just just put it up for download it just works we don't know why it just works <laughs> not gonna touch that <laughs> it's like reading latin everyone's like i can read it can't speak it no idea how to speak it just leave it alone Old yeah, language. I, I can't <laughs> i can't do anything with it but i can know that it's there like, <laughs> uh, so after you uh you wandered your way out of the out of the vault what were your initial impressions of the the beautiful world of fallout so initial impressions of the the whole game i was actually kind of surprised that at the cinematics like yeah i knew they were gonna suck but i was like oh you know i can actually see what's going on in like the 3D cinematics, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually a lot better than good. I remembered." Yeah, the people were ugly as fuck, but they oh, were yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty taken aback. I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool," because they don't show you that on the Steam page. It's a bunch of screenshots of like freaking like 32-bit sprites. I'm like, "What?" And then I'm like, "Oh, here's this really crappily rendered 3D thing, but it's still 3D, and I can still understand what's going on." I was like, oh, "This is cool. It's pretty nice." Um, I was also pretty impressed too, like with the how consistent the whole fallout theme has been the whole time like it wasn't really that they like iterated a ton on the style that like you see in like fallout 3 or 4 like it was the same style the entire time mm-hmm. the same little like fallout boy thing with all like, the funny animations like all the same stuff and i was like i was i was pretty impressed by that too the intro bit where it focuses in on one little thing and slowly pulls back to reveal the wasteland yeah yeah it was, no. it was pretty cool i i really like all the fallout games and the way that they introduce the game it's they do a very good job of it and and yeah the, it is very very surprising that a game made in 1997 is still touting the same for all intents and purposes the same world that they initially built yeah that's just impressive that it, it managed to survive that long or they weren't like yeah this actually sucked we got to rewrite like half this thing like it's it's the same world even the same characters i think were like in multiple games too it's it's uh, it's pretty cool pretty cool so that was that was impressive then they slap people like the character creation thing and i was like great here's this thing that's going to have repercussions for my entire experience and i have no context for any of this <laughs> especially because they didn't explain like any of the perks or anything again it was probably in the manual it, it was in the manual yeah i was, I was i'm looking at them right now while we're talking <laughs> that's what i thought um so yeah i just decided to pick like a well-rounded dude give him some health give him some some weapons some some speech and uh yeah i went out went out with the vault and then there's all these freaking rats and so i had had my knife because um, i didn't know how to change weapons so i just started stabbing every single rat in the cave <clears throat> which actually like they were like taking all these chunks out of me and stuff and it was reducing my health but i managed to kill all of them because i'm like i don't know how how rare bullets are like am i never going to get this gun for a long time like i gotta preserve these rounds and there's so many rats and then uh i went outside and there's like this giant like mole rat thing and i was like i'm gonna go up and stab it and it came over and it just killed me 
I was like, okay. I like died at the doorstep of the cave. I was like, okay. And then it reset back and I was like, you got to do the whole thing. I'm like, oh, God, God damn it. So then, then I started auto-saving like crazy. Like after, after everything, I was just like, oh, save, save. And it was funny looking at my save files because I couldn't be bothered to like actually name them things. So I would just like mash the keyboard for the save. <laughs> um, figuring that I would like realize what was the last time that I had saved. But then I filled up all 10 slots and then I started going like starting again. And then I would like randomly pick the slots from like skipping over like big moments that I might have to go back to. And then I would like boot up the game after a few days. And I'm just like, what uh... the hell is the save that I, and they're all just like, so I have to go click on each one and look at the time and be like, what is the most recent timestamp? on this this file in the game and i'm like okay this one let's go with this one <laughs> i mean that's totally your own fucking fault you can't blame yeah. that on the game <laughs> i know it was it was just a funny funny uh happenstance of consequence of me me just doing that i mean it's not like in in half-life you can make like a hundred save files like you can just keep going and this thing gives you 10 yeah, I was they, like, they hard-coded it in yeah <laughs> um so that was pretty interesting start um to there um so the the second i was trying to get back in the game so i just like breezed through the character thing and then i i forgot to give him a name so his name was nun so people would go around be like hey nun how's it going (laughs) hey insert name here yeah it was i was like that was that was actually pretty funny i probably would have done that intentionally um so then i was like "Ooh, let's go well, first it took me a while to figure out how to even like move around the game, um, and you're, you're clicking, and you're just like watching the guy freaking walk everywhere. And then it took me like an hour. I like I was at this one place, I think like the first village you go to, and I would like click somewhere and wait like thirty seconds for this guy to like walk over there. And then sometimes I would double click, and he would run. And I was like, whoa, this running. And I was like, there has to be a freaking way, so I don't have to double click every single place. And then I went to the options, and I was like, oh my god, there's an auto run button. It's like hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It didn't take long for me to find that one either. It's like this. This needs to be on. Yeah, I was like, yeah. There, I'm like, there's no way I'm going around just double clicking everywhere or just watching the guy walk. Ugh. So yeah, that I, I had fixed that. But then the in terms of like the the gameplay navigation was really obnoxious because it, it's supposed to be you click on a grid and the guy walks to it, but if it's too far away, he like doesn't do it for some reason. Yeah. So there are times where you have to you have to walk across this entire town, and you can't just click on the other end. You gotta like, oh, click here, wait for him to get there, then click further, then click further. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, why can't you pathfinder this crap? Well, right? I think that's literally why <laughs> their pathfinding algorithm was not very good. So it's like a straight line. It's, I know. It's just I know. a straight line. It's funny. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, they probably had had that algorithm only go out through a certain radius of tiles or some crap and probably for memory. Oh, you can't, can't store too many tiles in memory. He's not going to know where to go. Uh, oh my God. That so was, <laughs> that was annoying. <laughs> and then I got into, um, it's like one of the first big towns. I forget what it was called. We had like multiple parts to it. And, uh, um, maybe chunk town. Yeah. Or something like that. And it was, Oh my God, that those places, they're so annoying to like navigate those places. Cause the, the tiles that actually exit the screen are like barely a shade darker than the rest of them. And there were some of them, but there's so many buildings 
that like you don't know which corner goes to the next part of the town and like the map doesn't help you at all that's the most freaking useless map ever where you bring it up and it's a bunch of like green blips on a screen and i'm like how is this supposed to help me at all yeah <laughs> so i have to, I have yeah. to go around and just click each one of the corners and then i like go to this one and it leads me to a different part of the town and i'm like damn it i just want to leave this goddamn town and like you can't leave you have to like physically walk out i'm like this is so annoying <laughs> i'm trying to see if they had uh a map in the manual uh page 4-24 cuz there's like the one map you bring up on your wrist thing and it just shows you like vague outlines of buildings with little dots all over the place right but it doesn't show you like here's a map of the city with where you need to go to yeah no there was i'm pretty sure there was nothing with that yeah no there's no map in here that is one of my major complaints about the game was like i i can't tell where i need to go to do things like they'll tell you oh you need to go to the church i'm like which is what yeah (laughs) where it it, oh it's that bland side of that apartment complex okay how the fuck was i supposed to know that yeah i'm I'm pretty sure there was just some quest that i just did not complete because i just forgot where i had to go and forgot what the building looked like and then it's just like they're just like did you finish the quest yet and there's like there's no quest details log or anything and i'm like what where is this building? Or they're like, oh, it's over by the Far Traders place. And it's like this tiny little sign that's like 10 pixels wide. And I'm like, is that what it says? <laughs> maybe it would have uh, been easier to see if you were playing it on a, a CRT monitor. Yeah, maybe like the yeah the pixel blur like made it stand out more. I don't know. <laughs> it was, yeah, the, the navigation, the maps. Yeah, the map had the gall to be like, oh, there's a more detailed mode. And you like flick it on, it just adds more random dots to the screen. I'm like, what even is this right now? <laughs> maybe it was like things you could collect or like breakable objects. I, I think they were people. Uh, I think, maybe, yeah, I think they were NPCs near you. I think that was what they were. Uh, I was like, am I playing Door Fortress now? Like, what is this crap? Like, it's it's completely illegible. Uh, what you're talking about? That's uh, that's a reference it's outside a- of out of my <laughs> area of expertise. It's this uh. It's basically this one game where the whole interface is like ASCII art. Okay. Where like the entire screen is different colored characters. It's like you got abstracted an actual like Fallout, but every single pixel was like an ASCII character. Mm. So you're like, oh, that's a that's a dwarf, and it's like the letter D, like moving around. Like it's it's totally. <laughs> it just looks completely nonsense. It looks like you're like in the Matrix. Like you're just you're reading just a text file that's colored, and it's a game. It's huh. yeah. interesting. Yeah. I'll make you play that. <laughs> Although I haven't played it, so I, I think that might suck. That might be a level of indie that's harming the podcast, Kevin. I don't even know if it's. <laughs> I think we might it's lose. Indie. It's like we might lose people if we if we review something like that. Yeah, I don't know. That's indie. That's like it's like below indie. It's like a bunch of hackers and modders just throwing some crap together, and it's just a file you pass around. Like Jesus. uh so so in terms of like uh the actual gameplay like when it comes to combat and how you how you interact you mentioned that it's kind of a giant click-a-thon but Mm -hmm. what about like the combat and the character interactions Uh, so the combat was interesting uh because pretty much like with everything else it took me forever to figure out actually how to use it like i would like i didn't know how to like what what the buttons were for like 
engaging the VAT system or even just shooting someone outside of combat. So I would like be like, oh, I have to initiate combat. So I just go run up to the person and then they just charge at me and start attacking me. And I'm just like, what the crap's going on? Like, like, I was like, how am I like the only way to attack these people is just to get attacked or for them to see me. And then it took me a while like, oh, I can click on the targeted thing and shoot them when they don't even notice. Um, once I figured the whole thing out, I was like breezing through the combat. Not really breezing, but it was like I was, I was defeating the enemies pretty, pretty handily. I was getting my upgrades and guns and things and doing the item management. So it was, it was getting pretty fun once I figured out actually how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like just, you know, it goes into the turn-based mode and then you have a certain amount of energy for your actions. And then like going into your inventory is a freaking point or action point or whatever. And like changing your weapons or like reloading is. And I feel like there's things I still didn't figure out with that system, but no, that was, it did the job. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, did you ever use the bats? <laughs> yeah, probably like halfway through the game because I was playing it. And I was like, it's really weird that they didn't have this system in the game. And then, like, I had accidentally clicked on, like, the targeting thing. And I was like, holy crap, there it is. I was like, how did I how did I even click that? Like, how did this even come up? And then uh, I did use it um, pretty successfully sometimes, like, trying to shoot people in the head at very close ranges. And it actually, like, knocks them unconscious for a bit, uh, which, was, which was pretty cool. But for the most part, like, they give you so many options of things to shoot on the person at these different percentages. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is going to do. Like, if I shoot him in the left thigh, what does that do? Is he going to move slower? I don't know. Is the arm going to take away accuracy? It doesn't tell you anything. And I'm like, <laughs> so I mostly, like, almost never really used it too much, except to try to just land headshots on people. Yeah, no, the, doing damage to people's arms and limbs, like in the other Fallout games, actually does do stuff to them. So, at least from what I remember, it would it would lower their accuracy or they'd be less likely to like walk quickly over towards you if they're a melee person mm. but at the end of the day i i still always aim for the head like i have a better chance of getting a critical i'm gonna do that yeah that was like the only time that i would use it if someone was like super close to me just like boom headshot with this pistol and then they hit the floor and then you just keep shooting them while they're on the floor it's great it's good times <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh yeah the combat was good Moving was good the uh the talking to people thing was, that was another annoying thing because you never know who you could actually talk with. And so I'd run around just clicking on every single person and some people just give you responses and some people actually like start diving into a dialogue tree and some people have that, the freaking animated voice acted ones, mm-hmm. which the first, oh my God, the first time that happened scared the crap out of me because everyone was just like, oh, normal dialogue trees, dialogue trees. And then I think it was... Some guy in like the first house or like the the one boss like in the main town. Yeah, the leader of the first town you come to. Yeah, and he's just like you're just sitting there in silence and there's just ambient noise and it's just like, what are you doing in my? Oh, I'm like, oh my god, it's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> it, it freaked because I I didn't know it was in the game. I had talked to like twenty people and like nobody had that, and I was like, oh okay, okay game. Yeah, he's also was, a creepy looking motherfucker. Like, yeah. The characters in this game look very strange. <laughs> yeah, they look pretty bad. The, the one mutant guy you talked to looked like he was made out of Play-Doh or something. It was like, yeah. <laughs> and the way they move looks like it's it's like uh, the stop footage, like the clay claymation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny too because it's it's almost as if it's almost as if they're running through like steps in a program for their next movement. They're like, 
crinkle eyes, lean forward, say disapproving message, return face back to standard. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. So robotic. <laughs> I am definitely not a robot behind this human mask. Yeah, I was pretty taken aback by the first guy. And then after that, it was it was okay. Um, it was really hard to, to find people because they're like, oh, go talk to Jane. And I'm like, who the hell is that? Where the hell is that person? And then it's like, if you just don't remember or you never met the person, you just got to go around and start clicking on everyone until you can actually talk to someone. And then I was trying to complete this one quest and they're like, talk to this guy. And so I'm talking to him and he's not giving me the quest. And I'm like, oh, it's because you got to go talk to this other person. And then they unlock this tree to go talk to this other person. And he tells you to go to that guy and then you can get the quest. I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> I was like, I don't even know who the other person is. And then I had to spend all this time trying to find this other person just to initiate that quest. I was, uh, that was one thing that, that annoyed me was the, uh, the quests were like buried in these trees. And like sometimes a tree would, you would go down the dialogue and you'd hit an end point and then that would be it like for the conversation. And sometimes it would circle back to the top and allow you to explore the other path. And it's like sometimes there were quests at the end of some of these trees and sometimes there weren't. But sometimes if you pick the wrong one, it would just end. And I'm like, I was like afraid to go down every single option because like one of them might like piss the guy off, but one of them might lead to a quest. And I'm like, it was so random how these quests were coming up. I eventually just went to the wiki page and I'm just like, how do I like actually complete things to get experience? Because there was a certain point where I went around and like exhausted all the people that I knew to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what am I supposed to do right now? Because I, no, I have no idea where to go. Yeah, I'm, I don't remember having any problem with the dialogue. Um, it could just be that I've played so many more RPGs than you that I kind of have a feel for when they haven't. There's like a subtle indication that this is going to be a choice of yeah. like what you're going to respond to. I mean, most games don't really have. I, okay, well, some games like Mass Effect will have a very distinctive good neutral bad response i think i think most of the games that i tend to play they'll just very clearly be so contradicting of each other that you know this is one of those moral choice standpoints or something that you're you're gonna say and it's definitely gonna piss them off it's not just some like oh tell me more about your lamp tell me more about your table it's hey i'm gonna fuck you in the eye please yeah (laughs) And in this game, it wasn't as, like, extreme on how different, you know, options could potentially influence them. So I do remember a couple of times clicking on something, seeing the angry face come back at me and being like, I don't feel like I that should have upset you. What are, what are you getting upset about right now? Yeah, some of the some of those options, like, you know, it was really hard to predict. And some of them, like, a bunch of them did, like, the same thing sometimes where they give you, like, multiple ways to piss the guy off. I'm like... Okay, this is this is weird, but okay. Varying <laughs> levels of douchiness. Yeah, it's like on one hand I appreciate how it wasn't like the just the you know, the, the three different options where it's like, Oh, he's angry, he's happy, he's neutral, oh pick one, because it just that just feels really like artificial. But on the other hand, when it was linked to the quests, I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> but I guess that's just normal for RPGs because I'm I don't usually play dialogue heavy RPG dialogue tree stuff, so loser (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh so related to the dialogue was the was a gooey at least manageable was there Uh, maybe i should say was there anything about it that made it harder to play the game um well i mean initially i didn't know what any of the buttons did so and they're not even labeled 
which is kind of cool because it's like, oh, it's your gear. Like you just push this button and that's what that button does. But on the other hand, I was like, like how the crap do I bring up like the options or like my inventory? And then there's like, they're two unmarked circles. I'm like, okay. Um, so that, that was kind of confusing. The, uh, I, I literally never figured out what there was like one part on the side of the GUI that like brought up all your special like traits mm-hmm. and it just had a little button next to it. And like, I had no, I have no idea what those were supposed to do. It was like lock pick and you click it and it doesn't do anything. And I'm like, okay. Oh, no, that was just showing you your current skill. Oh, I thought it was like, that was like an action I had to do. Oh no, no, no. It's just showing like you. Oh, just okay. Yeah, quick I, reference. <laughs> No idea. So that was that was kind of annoying. Everything else was was generally okay. Like I mean, you had the useless map, but you also had like the sleeping options and like your stats and like you level up and the inventory. The inventory. So I will say this: the inventory was like, what the hell? Like dragging things around. Like sometimes when I like right clicked and then dragged, it would bring up like right click options to like mm-hmm. move, drop, or like I'm like. How like it just would just come up like randomly like I couldn't figure out how to like reliably <laughs> do all this stuff. I was afraid I was gonna like throw away like all my guns or like sell them or do something with them accidentally. Yeah, the right click options would um, were very specific to what the current context was. So like yeah, you know what if you're in your inventory and you right click on something, it's you know. I think it it may even have been like if you were currently holding it, it wouldn't give you the option. Or if it was equipped or something, you couldn't drop it. I don't remember. But the point is, I agree with you. They were very contextual, so it made it difficult to to know if right clicking was the right choice um, when you were trying to do something. Yeah. But because and it's turn based, you had time. You could you could that's true. take the time to figure out what it was you needed to do. Yeah, unless you accidentally like drop something. You just and pick that, it back up. Yeah, but then that like takes actions, and then you're screwing yourself over. Oh well, I mean, you should just go into battle already equipped, bro. What's wrong with you? No, I would, but uh, I don't know. And then, then the the ammo and the weapons was really annoying because like I could never remember which ammo went with which weapon, and like you would you have to go click on the gun, but I don't even think that would bring up the description. It was almost like you had to like equip it then see like the damage or the ammo type and then you had to go back to the ammo and it was that was just like really freaking annoying trying to figure out like how all that stuff matched. there was like 10 different types of ammo yeah they had like regular ammo for all the guns and some of them had like armor piercing rounds and so on and so forth yeah i ended up just like i was keeping a ton of it and then i ended up i think selling most of that stuff which yeah the the selling and the whole like trading thing was interesting oh yeah the the whole interacting with, with other people outside of dialogue um like the bartering system Mm -hmm. which i was like oh this is cool you can like barter like the value of these objects but then it seemed like you just had to match exactly what like the caps were and like that was it and i was like oh Mm -hmm. i thought it was gonna be like you didn't really know the value and you had to guess and i was like oh okay it's just exactly the amount and nothing more or less the way it worked, especially in these older games, like in, in new RPGs, typically the way it works is you say, I'm going to sell this item and they will give you a, an amount back. And if you have better barter skills, that amount goes up and whatever you buy from them, that amount goes down. In these games, the way it would work is you would offer them like, I want to give you 
XYZ, you're going to give me A and 500 caps. And your barter skill would determine whether or not they'd accept what it was you offered. So, Oh, so you didn't have to match it. You just had to have better bartering skills? Correct. So yeah. you could have said, I want it to be 510, and they may have accepted it and, and taken your, your stuff. Oh, okay. Well, I must have just sucked at that because they never took anything that wasn't <laughs> the exact amount. No, that's that's one of those skills you actually have to have like high skill level in or else it's not going to work that way. Yeah, I ended up sinking like most of my stuff into like the small arms mm-hmm. so I could actually shoot things at the beginning. Um, and then it was like that and then I think speech I was putting a lot of stuff into because I was like, I know what these games there's like options that get unlocked if you have high speech. And I was like, I don't know what to do with the rest of these points. So <laughs> I got really good with that and with the other things. So there were a lot of situations where I could just like talk my way out of it, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Like some, some girl got kidnapped and I had to go there and they're just like, oh, we got this girl from this town. And I was like, I'll just pay you. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then I just took her back. I'm like, wow, that <laughs> was this big quest. And I'm like, well, solve that one. Tink. That was easy. Yeah. Oh, and then there was um other stupid mechanic didn't make any sense. Uh, I was it was one of the oh yeah you could go up to people and they just had like a ask me like a random you could just free type in a topic. <laughs> it literally never did anything. Even when I'm talking with people about this thing and I put in all these keywords because I was talking with this one guy and he like mentioned something and then that dialogue tree ended and. It never came back up. And he was like, he told me to go somewhere. And I was like, well, crap. Like, I, I don't, I forgot what it was. So I went back to it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying everything. And he's like, sorry, I don't know about the thing I literally just told you about. I'm like, what, did even, what is this even for? Yeah. Did you ever play those uh, old, I don't even know what to call them, like typing ex- exploration games where they'd like, you'd end up in a cage and you had to like t- type commands to them to say, you know, open the door, climb the fence, unlock the key, whatever. No, what? Oh, oh my God, you got to play one of those. Just <laughs> just for like five minutes so you understand what I'm talking about. There was an old one on my dad's DOS. I cannot remember what the fuck it was called, um, but it was like you crashed in a jungle with your girlfriend and she got bit by a spider and now you got to go like explore the jungle to find Annie Venom or whatever um, in a way to get off the island. And you could move around. You would. I, I think you could either type in walk or you could use the arrow keys to move. But then, like, say you wanted to go into the cave. You'd have to walk up to the cave and go, go into cave. But then there were other things where you'd, like, have to solve a puzzle by figuring out whatever obtuse nonsense they wanted you to type to get it to do what you wanted. Like, it, maybe you wanted to tell them to pick the lock and what they wanted you to say was break open the lock. And so you had to figure out what weird combination of words would actually do what you wanted it to do. That's what's going on here is (laughs) there's probably a very specific list of keywords that you could type to them that they would respond to. And you just didn't know what that keyword was. Yeah, I've literally never got any of them to say anything. I was like, oh, sweet. This is like a little help. This is where the guide is. And I'm like, nope, guess not. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. They were fun when I was five. I haven't played one since, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least it was optional. There was never a time when I had to use it, so right. I guess there's that. Yeah. 
But uh, what about graphics? I mean, you kind of mentioned what the graphics were about, but I guess... Oof. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't that bad. I mean, so, I mean, so the, I mean, the cinematics were cool. Um, the the whole gooey layout and like the the Fallout style and the little cartoons and stuff, you know, that was that was all pretty nice. Um, God damn the the rest of the game was just so awful. <laughs> oh, and was and it really, not even though? I mean, it doesn't look that like I'm watching a slideshow right now. It's not that bad. It's actually pretty good. Okay, so I mean, I'm not saying it's bad from like an artistic like perspective or like these sprites are just ugly. It was just it for me it was just so hard to like see anything in this damn game and like make out like what things were, who the characters were. The the biggest thing where I was just like are you freaking kidding me was I was I was following this guide cuz I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on with this one vault with the rope at the beginning and I was <laughs> going through it. And they're like, oh, like, yeah, check all the rooms. So I was going around checking all the rooms. And then I left. And they're like, oh, make sure you grab the uh, the hunting rifle. And I was like, what? I was like, I didn't see that freaking anywhere. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's um, it's all the way, like, in the back corner of this place behind the, the toilet bowl sprite around the back corner of this wall. And I'm like, what the hell? And, like, <laughs> I went around there. And you can't even see, like, that there's a door, like, that you can actually go into and this like the wall's invisible and you go around and you're like, oh, there's a bathroom. And then there's like two pixels of something poking out from this toilet bowl and like it's a gun. I'm like, huh. what? Yeah. I've, and there was even I other stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there was even other stuff like, oh, go get this ammo. And it's just in like this pile of bones and there's like 10 piles of bones and like the one it's in looks exactly the same as the rest of them. I'm like, it's it was like impossible to see like any kind of items like on the ground. There were, yeah. Apparently, there was just hidden stuff all over the place. But I I don't like, is that really it being bad graphics or is that simply the game doing that old game thing of we know you only have one game for the next couple of years you're gonna play this again you will punch every wall because you're bored. Yeah, it, I mean, it could be them being like, yes, you're going to inspect every pixel of this with a magnifying glass. I mean, I still think it's crap. They should have made it. I don't know. I, I think there's different ways to make that, to hide things than like pretty much just layering them under other sprites and being like, oh, sorry, you didn't see it. I said that's that's fair, but it's not like, it's not like the graphics were so bad that you couldn't tell that there was a bathroom there. It sounds like it was more, you couldn't tell there was a bathroom there until you walked into the wall. It, that sounds like a hidden room kind of a thing. I don't know. I mean, in this specific example, the way the angle of the camera, those walls were like invisible until you actually walked into this corner of the room. And then it was in like this, in the cells and in the, the vault that's abandoned at the, at the beginning. So, uh, you want me to do that thing where I tell you something that's really going to upset you? (sighs) Okay. Okay. Did you, uh, did you know that you could rotate the, uh, the view? Oh my God. No. What? No, I'm just fucking with you. You can't see that. Oh, you, you suck. <laughs> oh. Oh. Man, I was, I was totally like, here it comes. And I, I was imagining the room rotating in my head when you said that. And I was like, god damn it, this would have been so much freaking easier. <laughs> no, there's no way to do that as far as I know. Damn. We're going to get yeah, like, the game... one person commenting on our 
on our podcast and be like, um, actually, all you have to do is bring up the command console and then you can type in. <laughs> yeah, go just go into the config file and change this option to... Right, you change uh, this from 0 to 90 and it'll adjust your <laughs> frame of reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough memory on that thing to store four sides of the same object. There's, oh, that's definitely no true. Way. That's definitely no true. <laughs> oh man, I was I was about to get so mad again. Cuz <laughs> that's a thing in a lot of games where you can rotate that screen. Mm-hmm. Cuz that was actually really annoying. It actually hampered me a lot because the walls would be invisible. It was so hard to find the doors. There was one part I was trying to get into the thieves guild. And it was like the very it was like the very last thing I did in the game because I could just couldn't find it. Even reading the guide, they're like, go down the stairs. And I'm like, where are the like what stairs are you talking about? And then I like went to the corner, went around, and I'm like, oh, that's what the sprite for the stairs look like. I'm like, that doesn't look anything like stairs. Or like you're trying to go into this room and you have to run or like a building and you have to run and hug the wall around the entire thing mm-hmm. to try to figure out where the hell the door is on it. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I won't deny that there were definitely parts in the game where I, I hit a point and go, there's clearly more to this area, but eh, I'll just go somewhere else instead. Like, I'm I'm not going to explore every inch of this area just because I don't really know where your door is, and I'm just not doing it. It's just not happening. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. So I don't disagree that a rotate function would have been very nice. But, yeah, that would that would be game changing. <laughs> but I also hate isometric viewpoints for games. Period. So yeah. Um, personally, I thought that on the flip side of that, the audio was actually pretty good for this game, though. It had a nice ominous tone to the whole thing that kind of made you feel like you were in a wasteland. Yeah, it had the the ambient noises and everything. Um, I don't think there were that many sounds in the game. Like period. So I don't think I really comment on it too much. But it was. There was no nothing I was like, ew, the audio. Except for like the voices when they first started talking. I was like, what the crap? <laughs> so freaking loud. Everything else was it was pretty okay. So we're going to actually throw out a spoiler warning for once. Spoiler warning. We're about to talk about the story. Oh, God. So I don't know if anyone's ever gotten upset about that, but I realized the other day we don't do that and we really should because there might be some people who are like, oh, what the fuck? But, I mean, it takes a while to talk about the story, so by the time you were spoiled, I feel like it's kind of your fault for listening that long. <laughs> but, either way, here it is. Spoilers. Talking about talking about the story. So, um, do you remember the name of any character in the game? Mm, like, I was named Nun. <laughs> um, I, think, <laughs> I think that was, uh, that was it. I, I don't. I don't remember anyone. Harold, I think, was the mutant dude maybe oh i don't ask me man i i played this game i played this game when we initially agreed to play it six months ago and then i played it when you said you were going to be ready like a month after that and a month after and it's just been too long now so i just don't remember all right all right bring it back up i am (sighs) i was so ready for this kevin (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, I thought you were about to quiz me on the names. I was like, Oof. well, I do remember that there was the master and the overseer. Those are easy because okay. they're just obvious titles, mm-hmm. uh, and that's really about it. I can't remember anyone else's names. There just wasn't. No, oh, oh, the dog. Dog was named Dog Meat because he always is. So there's that. I didn't even. I didn't even see a dog. So, <laughs> no dude, idea. you could have. 
You could have a German Shepherd fucking follow you around and kill people. Oh. It's the best. Damn, that would have been really best. cool. And then he dies, and it's the worst. Okay, well, good. Good thing well, I didn't know about it. I was fighting a death claw, and they just fucking mauled my dog. I'm like, I haven't saved in five hours. Oh, no. My dog's dead. I'm just gonna have to move on. My dog's dead. I'm gonna kill all of you and put your head on my mantle as soon as I steal someone's house. <laughs> Ugh, very upsetting. Um, yeah, no, I don't really remember any. I I remember characters that stood out like as very interesting. Like the super mutant doctor guy was really interesting with his posh British accent. I don't know if I remember who that was. <sighs> it's when you get <laughs> captured by the super mutants. And he's trying to convince you to become one of them. You get captured by the super mutants? Yeah. Okay, so you really Never happened to me. get close to beating the game. What? I, I was at what the guide told me was the last mission. But yeah, I don't remember getting captured. Maybe you don't have to get captured. Is that when you go talk to... When you go to the, the ghoul town and you go talk to the super mutant guarding that building and he's like... He captures you or something? Is that when that happens? I, I think so. Oh, yeah, because I, I had the speech thing. Well, first, he was like, I'm going to give you a bunch of speech options. And one of them was like, go talk to the leader. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then you go to the base, and then he just killed me. And I was like, well, I'm not freaking doing that. So I went back, and then I told the guy, I was like, can I just walk through? And he's like, sure. And I just went in. Oh, so you missed so much of the story then, because talking to that guy like explained the entire super mutant thing. Oh, I, I talked with him, and then he tried to kill me, because I don't think there was another way out of that building. Oh, oh yeah, no, like the, put, the main bad guy? He put me in jail. Oh, he tried to kill me. I mean, if and you piss did. him off, he kills you, but I'm pretty sure you can go to jail. Uh, I thought it I thought it ended... I thought uh, I thought all options just were you're dead, and I was like, well, screw this. I'm going to go back and just not go to the, see this guy. Oh, no, it's, I been, it's been like five months, give or take, so I could be misremembering, <sighs> but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did get his monologue though. Yeah, that, so I did hear that. It's a it's an interesting story. Do you remember the pre story bit of like how this whole world got formed? Um, no. Okay, so for those of you, including Kevin, who don't know <laughs> the backstory to Fallout. Fallout is an alternate universe from our own where the culture of the 1950s stuck around after World War II. And they like, it's one of those kind of like sci-fi don't think about it's where somehow they stuck with like giant transistors and, and shit, but they somehow have robots. But sh doesn't matter. It Just deal with it. So they have, you know, the 1950s style of everyone's culture. They have, you know, robots that are involved. They have uh, a lot of things are atomic powered and the atomic age just took off afterwards. The main thing that ends up happening is in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, uh, the human race starts running out of uh, resources and they have several wars and exchange a couple nukes here and there. And that starts this conflict of everyone starts getting like hyperinflation of their economies um, Various factions are starting to really rub up against each other. Uh, it gets bad enough at one point where uh, the United States annexes Canada um, preemptively to stop the Chinese from invading Alaska, which they do. And like 
the really interesting part about the pre-war war story is that they are actually getting really close to solving the issues of the the resource wars um they start like really leaning hard on the atomic energy and they're starting to like rather than having gas fueled cars they have atomic fueled cars and they're they're moving towards actually being able to fix their problems and then everyone nukes each other <laughs> and so like certain areas of the united states like the big major cities get hit with like you know 20 nukes all at once and are basically just blown off the face of the earth so i think the usual line is within two hours no one knows exactly how long it lasted you know the entirety of the human race got knocked back to the stone age and that's where our part of the story picks up is that right before this happened vault tech working with the u.s government um started building these vaults all around the united states to house humanity in the case of a nuclear fallout so that we could repopulate and not lose everything that's how they sold it what they were actually doing was a series of scientific experiments on people um which they never really i don't remember them talking about what they did to vault 13 which is the one that you come out of in fallout 1 but i know if you like read through some of the stuff that goes on with the the vault next door i think it might be vault 15 i don't really remember um, there's two vaults aside from yours in the local area. One of them has just been completely destroyed, and the other one is underneath the ghoul town. And so, um, either way, all the vaults were used for some sort of scientific experiment to, like, you know... I remember in Fallout 3, there was one where the Overseer ended up putting everyone inside of basically a video game. Um, the one that you are in in Fallout 4, there testing out uh cryogenic like preservation of humans so trying to put you to sleep for a long time that's actually what they were doing and the other thing that was going on behind the scenes is that there's like this kind of shady movement by the united states government that seems to indicate that they kind of know what's about to happen and not only are they setting up the vaults but they also um move the president and a lot of the army off to some oil rig before everything goes to shit and the world goes up in flames and in the fallout universe that's the enclave they're the one of the bad guys quote unquote that you keep running into in these games who um are like a really high-tech powerful enemy that come around and, and kick the shit out of you every now and then and i think they're one of the major bad guys in fallout 3 if i recall um the other thing that happens right before the resource wars or sorry, right before the Great War, as they call it, which is the nuclear exchange, is between that confrontation with uh, China and the United States, the U.S. starts pushing them out of Alaska because they started developing really heavy um, on their tech side, and that's where the power armor and all that kind of stuff comes into play. They, The United States government built these things like right before the shit hit the fan, which is why when you're walking around these games every now and then you're going to find one like on a train or something because it was being transported over to the front lines um so that's kind of like the preamble to the world you live in you're coming in i forget how many decades later coming out of the vault because your uh water can like cleansing system is broken you need to find a particular replacement part to keep your vault alive so I'll let you take the story from there now that I've bored everyone with Fallout trivia. 
I was like, oh, all very interesting context. That's probably in the instruction manual that I didn't read. So I think the intro cinematic gives you a little bit of it. Yeah, I think they just showed like the world just blow up basically, and then you get the gist of it that you're just in a vault. And I don't think they talk about experiments or anything that must have been in the later games. It's. I don't think they ever explicitly talk about it. It's just something you notice as you play the games. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you'll go into one, you'll be like what and then you read through a lot of like audio logs and you know people's diaries on their computers and realize yeah they were definitely experimenting on people here Uh, okay and they're pretty funny some of them are really funny some are really dark which makes them funny um (laughs) there's there's some interesting ones like i can't remember many of them off the top of my head because it's been such a long time since i played like fallout 3 but they're they have some very interesting side stories that you can get into if you go find the other vaults. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so sort of from my perspective, um, it's kind of interesting because you just have the the one major quest for the water, and so they're like, you got to go out there. You just got to you got to find this water thing. And there's this other vault, and so you have to try to go to that one. So I died like three times trying to go to this vault. Um, stupid mole rats were in yeah. there. Even when I was shooting them, they still killed me. Um, then I went, then there's just like all these other random quests about people in the world. And then you eventually find another replacement water chip at like the mutant city and you like steal it from them. So then they're screwed. And then I actually did, there's like a optional thing, like fix their existing one, mm-hmm. which was where you had to use your repair skill, which I had actually invested some points in, but I had, I had no idea how to do it. And so I just kept clicking on it and it was just like, fail, 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 fail. Yeah, you repaired it. I was like, is, <laughs> like, is this how the system's supposed to work? <laughs> nice. I didn't actually know that you could fix that. I, I thought you had to go and get a replacement one. Well, you could... You, you steal the mutant one, but then you can also, like, fix their... Like, they only were using that, the vault one, because their actual, like, water tank thing was broken. Oh, right, right, right. I do remember that. Yeah, and you have to fix that one. Yeah, so I did that just to be nice. But yeah, the, the system to use your special skills was so weird, because... It's not like you have to be this level to actually do it. It's just like a, a chance, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, if I just keep doing it and there's no consequence, then eventually it's going to work. <laughs> Although I guess sometimes you do like blow up or something if you don't do it properly. I don't know. I'm just... Yeah, just save. I'm just assuming. Yeah, exactly. Just just save a bunch. Um, yeah, so I went, I went on search for this water and then I found the first hub world and it's funny because I signed up for this caravan because they're like, we need people. It's like, so I guess it's supposed to be like the first thing that you find is like getting in the job and signing up for a caravan. And they're like, yeah, we leave on like every like seventh and 18th of the month. I'm like, what the hell? And they said some date and then it was gone. And like, they don't tell you when it is again. And I'm like, guess I'm not doing that. Cause I don't freaking know what day it is. <laughs> I never actually did go on any of those missions. Cause uh, I could never figure out what day it was supposed to be. Yeah. I saw that too. I was like, nope. No, no, mm-mm. not going to wait yeah. around until I happen to hit your weird arbitrary. No. Yeah, in the days before like an actual quest log where it would tell you when that was about to happen. <laughs> it didn't even tell you, like, you didn't write it down anywhere. It was just like, yeah, it's just, yeah, show up at a certain time. Yeah, I was like, screw that. So I walked into, there's like several other branching storylines going on. I walked into one where it was like this, uh, this one guy's son got killed in his camp by these other people in this other camp. And then you go to the other camp and you realize that it's actually that guy's camp that killed his son. 
and they're like, but we need weapons to take them on. And so you go over to get weapons, and then the weapons people are like, you got to go kill this death claw though. And I was like, oh, these death claw things. I'm like, oh, it's probably something that's just going to kill me immediately. <laughs> and I went up to find it, and it came over and was just like, and it's dead. I was like, okay. I'm like, guess I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon. So I kept uh, kept trying to find some stuff to do. Didn't find anything that was like I could because I had like one gun, no money. Everything cost like two hundred caps. I'm like, where am I supposed to get this money from? So I went to uh, went back to the vault, the the abandoned vault, and I was like, okay, cool. And I went in and I started shooting up all the scorpions. I'm like, okay, I can actually kill the scorpions. So then I have to go in there and it's like you need rope. I'm like, what? So I go back to the hub world to get intercepted randomly because the the hub world map was really bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as you exit an actual town area, it goes to this overworld map where you just click on where you want to go and you just see like Indiana Jones style, your character just moving to the destination. And then you get randomly interrupted by random encounters. Yep. Which uh, nine really times out of ten <laughs> kill you. <laughs> yeah, because it's like sometimes it's just literally nothing. And I'm like, why did it? Why did it do this? So then I just leave. I never really figured that out. I think it. I think one time it popped up a message saying like, "Oh, you're so dehydrated. You took damage or something." I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes there is just nothing that interrupts you. Um, other times, like many of the times that happened to me, you're surrounded by rad scorpions and you die. Yeah. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of the game just immediately running away from anything that. <laughs> tried to kill me like usually there'd be like you know 10 scorpions and it would take me like two minutes to exit the screen because they all have to start moving towards you right or like there's just a bunch of like raiders there and they start shooting you and you just gotta like hope you can make it off the screen before you die right i think my favorite was the last time i tried to play the game you know four months ago um it was fairly recent like after i had just started playing the game again i'm like all right i'm just gonna run over to whatever the vault was and I come in and I'm literally surrounded by like giant praying mantis or something. And they all got their turn first and killed me. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to play this right now. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> yeah, that was when I was coming back to try to buy the rope. Um, I got intercepted by the raiders and they just killed me immediately. Nice. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so th- those random encounters were not were not that fun. Um, let's see. So they were, they were interesting, though. I, I kind of liked it just because it's what I like about RPGs. In that, you know, you, you go out and I'm not playing it just for the story. I'm playing it for the side quests and the larger world. So I always enjoy it when I'm walking down the road, going to my next thing, and something distracts me. That's when I'm having a lot of fun in the game. You know, mm-hmm. it's like in Oblivion or in, in Skyrim. There's so many times where I'd where I'd be like. Halfway to my quest objective, I'd see a cave and go, there's going to be a thing in that cave. I'm going to check out that cave. I go <laughs> dive in there for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, come back out, barely able to walk from all the loot that I have, go back to a town to sell it, and then get back on my way, find another cave. And, you know, that one quest would end up giving me, you know, a good three hours worth of entertainment value. Um, however, this particular version of that isn't uh, isn't quite the same thing. <laughs> Because I don't get a choice. Yeah, yeah. It's either it is those outcomes. Either nothing happens, or you die. Like there's usually no like you're not able to fight all those people off most of the time. Especially at the beginning, it's like no, you're just you're dead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. 
Or you just run away, take some damage, and you're like, I mean, I guess that's realistic. I would just run away, but I have to do it that many times. Yeah, so that was, that was interesting. Um, so let's see, I was I was doing that, so I, I got enough rope to actually go down into this vault, and then they're like, the water thing's gone. I'm just like, well, what the crap? And I look, and I look on the, there's like, you write down how many days you have left, and he gives you like 120 days or something. And there's only 60 left. I'm like, where'd all these freaking days go? <laughs> like, I haven't done anything. I'm like, am I going to lose? That's when I was talking to you guys. I'm like, I think I'm just going to lose this game within five hours because I'm just, I can't figure out what to do. Um, so then I was going like on the wiki and it was kind of like instructing me where to go. And then it was like, oh, you got to go to the ghoul town thing. And I like, then that, that's how I got in there. I talked myself by that one dude after he transported me to the military base and killed me. And it was really funny because I went in there and there's a guy in there. You have to like, you free the prisoner mm-hmm. in there. And then he like lets you under, under the base or something. And I couldn't figure out how to do it because like it wouldn't lockpick. It wouldn't do anything. And the guy's just like, just open the door. Just figure out how to open the door. I'm like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? What are you talking about? And then they're like, yeah, you can just blow the door up. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll try to do that. So I had to, <clears throat> I had to figure out how to work the dynamite because my explosive skills was super low. And they're like, yeah, you could just randomly blow up. I was like, oh, crap. So I like, set the timer, ran away. It blows up the door. There's like, there's like three super mutant guards like literally on the other side of this room. Nobody cares. And then I watch the NPC guy like get out of his cell. And he's like, thanks. And he just walks right by them out <laughs> the front door. Just leaves. I'm like. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, it was just really fun to see that. I was like, all right, game. Good AI there. Um, so then then I got the water chip thing. And I gave it back. And then after that, they're like, you got to take on the super mutants now. Because they're too big a threat. Even though we have our water. I was like, oh, I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to do that. So they're, uh, like, I was looking up the guide or something. Like, oh, there's, like, a military base. You got to go take out their military base. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I show up there, and uh, there's, like, these huge super mutant guards. And I somehow, the guy has this giant laser weapon that shoots, like, a giant laser bomb or something. And I just have this little tiny hunting rifle. And, like, somehow he either spent so much time running at me. I think I had shot him a few times, and he had missed me. And then he like threw down his gun and went into a rage mode yep. and started running at me. And I managed to like, uh, like back up enough to kill him. It took a really long time, but I killed him and I got, I got his energy gun. And I feel like I definitely wasn't supposed to have this gun. Oh no, and no like, you were. There, there are a lot uh, of those guys you could kill. Well, like at, at my point in the game, I, I don't know if I was supposed to have this gun because it but was. That's, no, no, that that's a misconception about these kind of games. They don't, there, there is no, at this point in the game, I'm cheating if I have this. If you got it, you, you're you playing the game. That's fine. Well, that's cool then. Because I felt like I was definitely cheesing the game. Because I was like, <laughs> then once I got that gun, I was like, sweet, I can do anything. Like, I couldn't hit anyone for crap. And so I started investing all my points into, like, the energy weapons. Mm-hmm. And, like, the ammo was too expensive to buy, so I just had what I had. And I just wanted the missions just blowing people in half with this gun. <laughs> yeah, it literally cut people in half. Yeah, it was it was so funny. They're just like I went back to the mission where like the guy's son had died and the one option is you go in and you just tell him like, yo, they killed your son and then the people turn on you and I died the first time and then second time I just came back and he's like, Well I'm gonna 
I'm going to kill you too. And I was like, huh? no, you're not. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And killed everyone in the entire camp nice. as they just walked through the door with this energy gun. And uh, so I just mowed them down, mowed down the death claws. Um, so I got the death claw in the cave. It would still almost killed me even with that. <laughs> um, and then, but so I, I like blew through a bunch of these quests with this one gun. And then I got enough money and like all these weapons to go to the, the people who have the really high powered guns. And I sold all the crap, bought like the best armor, more ammo for this gun. And then they're like, oh, you have to, uh, their mission was like, you got to kill all these death claws because they keep coming back. And so I went out there and I was just like, I would just stand there and they'd be like, like scratching me. And I'm just like, headshot, headshot, headshot. I just ripped the thing in half. Like, <laughs> I mean, it did a, the game did a good job of like, I guess, rewarding me for getting that gun. Mm-hmm. And making me feel pretty awesome. And then uh, with that one particular mission, they were I, I sat there. I must have killed like 20 of these things. And I'm like, why is it not giving me this quest completion already? I'm like, oh, you got to go kill a mom Deathclaw. And I was just like, Psh, I got this. I went down there and like, I still killed the thing, but it took me down to like one health. And I was like healing the whole time and everything. And so that's when, that's when I told you guys, I'm like, okay, I think I'm getting towards the end of the game because I'm just rolling over everything. And then uh, I'm like, I have my armor, I got my gun, I got explosives, I got like these plasma grenades that just like vaporized people. I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. So I went back to the military base, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to take you super mutants on. And uh, this one guy had a chain gun, and he just ran to me and was like, Brr, and it was like, <laughs> dead. I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> was it a chain gun or was it a laser chain gun? I, I didn't even know there were laser chain guns. I thought it was just a machine gun, but. Oh, yeah. They're a laser. I mean, they uh, do have normal ones too, but it could have been the, the laser. You would have known if it was the laser one. Yeah, I think it was just the regular machine gun, but it it like almost insta killed me, and I was like, I guess I'm, I guess I still can't do this. And that's when I was like, <laughs> I, I, guys, I don't think I can beat this game because I don't know what it's gonna take for me to survive something like that. So uh, that was kind of where I got. And then there was a funny one where I, I at towards the end, I finally found the thieves guild and. Uh, they had like this trap bomb at the entrance and it just like exploded and did like two damage. And I was like, ha, huh. <laughs> walk through all these bombs and then got in there and they're like, we're going to give you a quest. You have to sneak into this place and like steal this necklace. And I was like, oh, the necklace I just got from like killing all those people in that town. I just gave it to him. And he's like, oh, great job. <laughs> I think I may have done the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, this necklace. I was like, oh, okay. Here, just take that. And then he gave me, I don't know what he gave me for that or something, but I was like, sweet, I already killed all those people. Uh, yeah, and that was kind of the extent of my playthrough, because I think there was, I didn't even touch the, the Brotherhood of Steel or whatever that was. <sighs> I went over there, and they were like, you got to go to this place. And I went all the way down there, and I went in there, and they're just like, you're now, you, you guys just got poisoned, you're dying. And I'm like, oh my god, I like ran away. And I was like, yeah, screw that place, I'm not going back there. <laughs> yeah, so they want you to go down to the... um what they call it in this game in one of the other games it was called the something c anyway it's it's where one of the bombs hit so you're you're they're asking you to go into the like actual radioactive part of the wasteland and if you stay there too long you get radiation poisoning and die yeah i remember they wanted i was looking it up and they're like oh if you get like this special medicine then you can you can take a bunch of that and be immune or something and at that point in the game like I had, there was no way I had enough money to buy like one, let alone two of those things. And I was like, 
well, I guess I'm not doing this quest for a while, and then I just <laughs> never never got back to it. Oh, that's unfortunate. I don't really remember where that went, but I know there was a lot of intrigue behind like what you could read in that area. Um, that kind of revealed like the larger story behind the area you were in. Um, did what did you end up doing with the ghoul town? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I went in there and got the water chip thing, and then I left. I didn't know there was anything else to do in there. So what I did was <laughs> I walked into that town, saw the people standing around highlighted them and they said cool and i'm like okay i got to kill that because in most of the fallout games when you come into a town and there's a ghoul walking around it's a feral ghoul and it's going to eat your face so i was like oh i'm going to preemptively kill this motherfucker so i don't have to fight and i found out later this was like not feral ghouls they were all friendly so i just (laughs) like genocided that entire place for no reason (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It's actually funny because I had like the same, I had almost the same type of thing because I went in there and this is before I figured out like you could like inspect people from far away, which is another thing that like the game just doesn't freaking tell you. You can like look at them and it'll tell you if like they're friendly or armed or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I thought they were all like zombie enemies right. and I was like, oh crap, like I got to watch out. And then I went up to them. And I don't know if I started attacking, but they started attacking me. And I was like, what the crap? Like, they're, because I wrote online, like, oh, they're all friendly. You just walk around. So I started walking around and then they all started attacking me. I don't know if it was like, you couldn't do it at nighttime or something, but they were like, they were coming at me. And so I couldn't go back to that place for a bit. And then they were like, oh, they're all friendly. Like, oh, you just walk up to the manhole covers. I'm like, <laughs> what? And then I went back and then they were all friendly. I'm like, what did I do the last time? I don't even know. Maybe I start, maybe I shot one of them. From far away? I don't remember. Yeah, again, I don't know what I did, but they... No, I know what I did. I don't know if I was supposed to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Probably not. Uh, So to pick up where you left off, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I did that... Because like, I went and explored the Children of Adam, which is a weird cult that worships the atom's destructive power and like thinks that nuclear fallout is god or some crazy shit um i remember i did some stuff involving them but i just don't remember what it was specifically i know that there was also some gangster in one of the cities that was like i don't remember i don't remember what the whole thing like i know he was running part of the city and it was kind of like you know mafia boss i don't know if i killed him or if i joined sides with him i I do remember there was another city where there was a guy that was running it who I think he was having like public um, like fights to the death or something. I don't know. All I remember is the guy was apparently bad and I like walked in and shot him in the face and everyone loved me and gave me a lot of money and I got a shotgun. <laughs> so I remember that. Oh just, man, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I don't remember why. I don't remember the context, but I think the sheriff was the one that was asking me to help him overthrow this dude. Uh Oh, was it the... That wasn't the caravan guy, was it? No, it wasn't the caravan guy. It was a different oh, town. Okay. Oh, okay, a different town. Um, there, was def- there was one sheriff where you could walk in and be like, I need to report a crime or something. And I think that was part of the story. But I think every time I would try to go down that tree, it would just end with like, oh, I'm not going to do anything to that guy or something. I don't know. Yeah, as I said, I, I, I just don't quite remember. Um, but after 
And as the last thing was the Brotherhood of Steel, I know there was a lot more to them once you came back with whatever it was they wanted you to get. But I just don't remember what it was that they wanted you to get. Yeah, I think they just said, like, they just wanted a piece of, like, something from this pit. And they wouldn't let you in the base until you, like, proved yourself by, like, going to this place. So you couldn't even do anything until you, like, went there. Yeah, and I I know I went there spent the the money on the rad x to make sure i wouldn't die but i just don't remember what it was that came after that um but either way so eventually you end up in the super mutant base talking to the super mutant leader and sub leader uh basically their entire monologue story is that they were part of one of the vault experiments i think which was i'm pretty sure it was a vault experiment which was trying to create a, a super soldier. And they were exposing them to... I forget what the acronym was. It was something with an E and a V. It was called the Forced Evolutionary Virus. So the FEV. Um, and they were exposed to this. And they turned into these giant, like, meaty super people. But it also would, it would also potentially increase their intelligence. But a lot of people also just kind of went insane. So, like, some of the super mutants you talk to are clearly just dumb as rocks, but then some of the other ones you talk to are, like, hyper-intelligent. So, their entire deal was they were trying to start the next step in human evolution, and that was supposed to be the next step was the super mutants. And so they're they're trying to forcibly, like, turn everyone into them, slash kill everyone that gets in their way. And so, you go in, you blow up their their labs and their computers and everything and stop their army from from attacking and then the game ends with you going back to the vault to tell the overseer that everyone's saved and he goes that's great you're the best no you can't come back in um everyone will want to leave if you come back in with your stories so sorry shoo go go starve to death in the desert thanks for saving us and apparently if you have the bloody mess perk and you are total dick the entire game you have an option to shoot him in the face at that point, which unfortunately I did not have because oh. this is my first playthrough in the game in which I'm always a good person. So if I ever get through it a second time, I will be shooting him in the face. <laughs> I actually kind of like that ending just because like the, the original ending, just because you don't expect that. You're like, this is a video game. We just all win. And they're just like, oh, thanks for this. But uh, thanks, but no thanks. Get out of here. Right. I'm like, yeah, it's probably pretty realistic. I, I like that. No, it was it was a good ending. It was um, with all their other references throughout the game and the larger story. It 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 was pretty good. the The actual cinematics behind like what happened when you lost were pretty fun too, because they'd like have you being dunked into the tanks and turning into a super mutant, and then you know the entire place getting oh, overrun yeah. and everyone dying. They did a good job with it. I don't even see that one. You have to be talking with the leader of the super mutants and you have to um agree to be turned into a super mutant and then they'll give you that ending oh okay yeah he just killed me i don't know if i just pissed him off which is weird because you were the speech guy yeah i thought the truth was going down to either like yeah he was going to turn you into this or something and i think i was like no screw you and i just ran away and then he just walked around he had like a chain gun or something and he just shot me (laughs) i was like i was so confused i was like what (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was just like a dead end. You just die if you go to talk to this guy. So I was like, oh, screw that. And which is also interesting too, because reading on the, the wiki, apparently there used to be like a, 
in-game threshold where like after like 400 or 500 days like you just lose if you haven't killed them already because mm-hmm. like the army just comes and invades mm-hmm. which that would have sucked i don't know how many days i actually spent in the game but it was probably more than that so, and i think they said that they they patched it where it takes a lot longer yeah that's what i was about to say <laughs> yeah, thank god because I, I don't know i probably spent like a few years just wandering around because traveling takes forever mm-hmm. you're like i'm just gonna go back to pick this up actually it's like 50 days later I'm like whoa whoa what uh, wait oh no <laughs> i just i just lost a lot of my life yeah that's how i almost lost the game with the water chip thing because i just kept traveling back and forth back and forth because i'm like i don't know what i'm doing and that's like you got like 30 days left i'm like whoa that's like almost one trip <laughs> right no it's it's uh you can you can lose for time in that game which is very interesting they don't normally do that in games yeah i mean i usually don't like that either that's why i don't like um the pikmin games which i don't know if you ever played those but they have this nah. time limit where like it's fun but like you got to be going because if you don't, you're all trying to beat this one clock where if you don't hit this, the game is just over. So you're all, you just always feel rushed, which, so it's nice that they removed that time limit because I was already under the time limit at the beginning. I'm just like, oh my God, I don't even know how to play this game. Yeah. As, as I said, I think, I think the story was pretty well done. It had a lot of side quests that were a lot of fun to do. And overall, I mean, I really do think Fallout's one of the most interesting, like, game worlds that have, uh, that I've experienced. They have a very cool overall feel to the game. And this one's, you know, that's where it started. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I, <laughs> I definitely, yeah, I definitely like the story. The atmosphere was really good. Like, I mean, the world building is, is a pretty amazing world with all the lore and all the backstories and the side quests were pretty fun. They all their own unique little stories and characters. I mean, not accounting how freaking hard it was to find all that crap, but once you did, like, I think the first two or three hours of the game sucked for me because I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And then once I started getting the hang of it, getting into combat, doing the stories, like hours like three to like nine were were pretty fun. I was like, all right, I'm getting in the groove. I'm banging out these missions. And then it kind of just died at the end because I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do anymore. Yeah, well, maybe if you uh, put more than 10 hours into it, that wouldn't have... uh wouldn't happen i don't know if those extra 40 minutes were gonna do it uh, i don't know <laughs> i think so i think uh, i think would have done it but yeah well whatever fuck me all right. ignore all me right. i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> i only actually uh play through the games that we commit to play but you know that's just a thing you know? it's just reality i had to live with <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I didn't beat dark souls either maybe this is just my track record no dark souls is different don't even try oh, okay don't even okay. try so damn yeah so overall uh overall rating you just said a lot of nice things about this which sound like an appeasement more than anything else what were your real real <laughs> feelings about it um so going by our ranking system i mean it's not i would not never play the game again because there was i did have some fun with it um but it definitely wasn't the best game i would never actually like willingly play this all the time over all my other games um i'd probably put it towards a. If only there was like a fifth option in the middle where it's like, it was good, you know, once I got into it, I would probably return to it. You know, it would, it definitely is not in like the meh category where it's like, if there's literally nothing else to play, I'll play this. I would probably pick this one above some of the other games in that category. So it's, it's better than bad. It's good. Yes. <laughs> Brent and Stimpy, it's got you covered. Don't worry about it. 
it did yeah it did <laughs> it did get me sucked into it for a bit and i was having fun with it um so i'll give it that once uh, i just got over that massive hurdle at the beginning like with all the old games so yeah i'd say it was it was all right it was all right. So what I'm hearing is that eventually, if I keep making you play these old games, you're going to get used to the old game tropes, and you'll eventually enjoy them from the get-go because you're going to know what to expect. Well, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. You can't push your way out of that because I'm just going to keep making you play them. So uh, it's going to happen. You could. <laughs> but each one is so uniquely bad at the beginning. I don't know if I could ever get used to that. I mean, maybe eventually it'll just be like. Fall okay, out. none of these buttons mean anything. I gotta, I guess I better start clicking everything. I only have one word for you, two words for you. Fallout two. No, not two. Oh, God. And another two. <laughs> Fallout tactics. Fallout twenty two. <laughs> uh, what even is that? Uh, it's uh, I I haven't played it yet, so I can't really say. But it's another one of the older versions of the Fallout games. Ugh. So uh, what about a, a shitty one-liner? Uh, a one-liner? Um, I don't know. It's like the book was better. The instruction manual was probably better than the, <laughs> the actual <laughs> game experience if I read all 120 pages. It looked like a really good manual. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's some really funny animation. Or not animation. Some funny drawings on the side. Yeah, those manuals were legit. I still have the uh, original Legend of Zelda one. They went through a lot of work back in the day. Yeah, killed a lot of trees. Mm -hmm. So as for me, um, this is definitely another one of those in-betweeny ones for me. It's not something, it's definitely not my best games ever because the other Fallout games I just like so much more for their gameplay. Um, I just don't like isometric views, period, so that already rubs me the wrong way in this game. <laughs> uh, it's, But it's not, I would never play it again better. I keep going back and putting a couple hours in here and there until something rubs me the wrong way. So somewhere mm -hmm. somewhere in that between better and best, it's a, it's a good game. I, I did enjoy oh. it a lot. It's The combat's not... I'm not a huge fan of turn-based combat either, but I do like the combat in this game just because it's so visceral, and you actually have to like think about what you're doing before you do it, because you got to pay attention to reloading, because that's actually going to take up a spot. You might want to actually retreat instead of just continuing to fight. It's it's a good game. Um, as for one-liner, uh, I almost died from exposure and radiation poisoning before I got to do the review for this game. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I died plenty of times before. No, nice try. I am directly referencing how long it took you to play this fucking oh. game. In, oh, in no, review. no, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Aha, zing, gotcha. Uh. I think yeah. that's probably the last time I can get away with making fun of you for that one. <laughs> yes, we're back. I am back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think we pounded that rad scorpion into a little quivering giblet. So, yep. Uh, as always, you guys can come and find us on Facebook on our Utter Descent Facebook page. I'm absolutely terrible about keeping it up to date, but at the very least, it's a good place to get an alert that we release a new episode. Um, and if people were to start chatting at me on that, I'd probably start responding. Uh, same deal with Twitter, at Utter Descent. You can follow us there. I'm also not a big Twitter guy, but as I said, if, if people start engaging, I will definitely engage back. Um, as for where you can listen to us, or if you want to recommend us to a friend, pick an app, any app. We're on all of them. 
our the one we host on is Podbean, so we obviously recommend that you use that. That is my personal favorite when it comes to uh, listening to podcasts. They have a really well put together app, and they have pretty much everything that you'd want to listen to. Um, but obviously, we're also on Spotify and iTunes, which I know are other huge ones. As for what we're doing next, uh, next up will be Assassin's Creed. Both Pat and I have officially beat that game, so we're ready to record on that. Um, that should be a real fun one because Pat initially came in telling me that, you know, oh, you should play this game. And then he replayed it and he's like, uh, this is not as good as I remember it. So it's probably just going to be a good hour plus of us just shitting on Assassin's Creed. It's going to be great. Sounds good. Um, after that, it's Project Zomboid with myself and Eric. And then after that, we're kind of rolling into unknown territory uh mark has a couple things we got to review with him but he's kind of been uh busy recently so we're just kind of rolling with it when he's available he's available kind of like what was going on with kevin to be fair instead of being the asshole that i've been throughout this podcast oh why thank you yeah kevin you. kevin had some houses and other things to do other shit going on that he was purchasing <laughs> uh fuck you things to do six months 10 hours. Hey, hey, go back to being nice. <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. It started leaving a bad taste in my mouth. Um, anyway, after that, we've got Mass Effect 1 lined up with myself and Kevin. Um, and we also are all trying to play through Sekiro. Uh, definitely myself, Mark, and Pat are on board with that. I think Eric said he wants to play it too. I don't know. Are you interested in playing through that one, Kevin? Um, Yeah. So we're not we're not trying to beat the game by that point because I don't think any of us are going to do that. It sounds like it's just as hard as Dark Souls, so I don't envision us beating it. But at least if we've all put us you know a couple hours into it and we can talk about it, it'll be um, a fun conversation to have. After that, we kind of all have to come up with a commitment to some new games. We are doing the Halos as I mentioned earlier. So the first one is going to be Halo Reach. We're shooting to try and beat that by sometime in October. Um, we're not doing them as release dates. We're doing them in order of when they happen in the Halo universe. So we're going to try and get through Halo Reach first. And who, whoever's able to play it um, will be on, on there. It'll definitely be me and Eric at the very least. But uh, I think with that, we are all set. And we will catch you guys next time. All right. See you guys later.